Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And welcome in. This is Golf Bets on Us right here on the Believe Podcast Network, which is, of course, the number one podcast network for professionals. How are we doing? Happy Ryder Cup week, ladies and gentlemen. Cam Rogers with you. I'm alongside Bridget Whalen. You can get at us on social media, of course. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers 98. Follow Bridget at Bridget K. Whalen. No PGA Tour golf this week. We have the Ryder Cup, and Bet Online has a million ways to bet on the Ryder Cup this week, folks. Definitely check that all out. Bridget and I will reveal our betting cards for this week. Of course, we will look back at the Fortinet Championship real quick and review the money that we won or lost. Technically, we both lost money, but who lost the least, uh, the lesser amount, shall we say. We'll talk about that uh, later here in the show. But continuing along here with Bet Online, folks, you got to check them out. Of course, with football season here, back and better than ever, so much opportunity to bet on college football, the NFL, and of course, the Ryder Cup, as I mentioned, at Bet Online. So head to their website or use the mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% Welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Why not do it? Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100, NFL100. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, including the PGA Tour and the world of golf. So it's Ryder Cup week. Bridget Whalen is here. Bridget, we're going to talk to you. Uh, really the U.S. team right now because they've lost seven straight at the Ryder Cup. That's a key storyline that I'm looking at here this week, and I'm sure you have some in your mind as well. I'm sort of confused as to why we've been so bad at the Ryder Cup, and I guess the only thing I can sort of think about is team chemistry has always just been on the side of the Europeans as compared to the Americans. I always think talent is there on the American side. It certainly is this year. Can that talent overcome the noise outside of the ropes, right? With the Bryson and Brooks thing and what have you. Injuries perhaps to Colin Cowa still and down the line from there. I guess I'll just kind of give you the floor here about your general assessment of the Ryder Cup this year and how it maybe compares to past editions. So firstly, I want to throw out something that I just um, was just put on my radar recently about why Europe has won nine of the last 12 Ryder Cups. And I'm not so sure that this is the answer, but I find it intriguing. So two of the um, ever present factors, if you want to say, who have been on those Ryder Cup teams are Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods for like the most recent history of the Ryder Cup 
either of those players have been integral to the leadership of the team, uh, so to speak. This Ryder Cup, neither are on the team. Both are um, not only absent, but there's such a wealth of they're, I mean, I hate calling them rookies because like Colin Morikawa is a two-time major champion, but yes, he's a rookie on the Ryder Cup. He's a rookie in playing this uh, team event, but the, the wealth of young talent and sort of not that like older statesman, or I guess Phil and Tiger, they haven't always been older. Like, so I'm sort of getting ahead of myself, but they have been the best in the game for so long. And that is hard to get out of. And I know there's been Ryder Cups where like, Phil didn't practice with the team. He showed up late. It's it's hard to um, bring Tiger sort of down to earth into a team environment. And I think that's why his record doesn't really show well in team events. So I have a really good positive outlook on the USA team this, this year, uh, this week, because I feel like the dynamic that you're going to get with the team that Captain Stricker has put together is going to be so vastly different than um, of recent times in the Ryder Cup. I think that just the overall sort of kind of like the, the team vibe, think about all these guys, they've known each other. I mean, besides, I guess, Dustin and Tony Finau, all these guys grew up together. They've like known each other since grade school. Literally every single one of them besides Tony, who's my age and Dustin, who's 36, 37. So that alone is bizarre. Like that is a super bizarre advantage where like these guys not only know each other, it's not even that they like have to be best friends. That's really not it. It's just that they have, are so familiar with each other. They've been around each other for years, like decades. These guys have been around each other. I think that it's hard to predict Ryder Cups in general, but I think that this one, so so vastly so because this u.s team is just so drastically different than i think anything i've ever seen in my lifetime of Ryder cups um just due to and i almost want to harp on this the age mm -hmm. like comparatively to europe who um who has pulled in a lot of veteran talent and yes there are on foreign soil, that is absolutely the play. I would back Padraig Harrington 100% on doing that. I think that that's the right move. You want to build that um, overseas energy. It's just the U.S. team is literally the opposite. Like it is riddled with uh, with sort of fresh newcomers to to the Ryder Cup. And I do think that obviously the U.S. team on paper is leaps and bounds better than the European team. But I don't want to focus so much on that because that clearly comes down to, to singles, which, and I guess that's like a fair point. I think mostly every Ryder Cup is won um, in singles matches the right. final day. So, right. So I do think that them being riddled with supreme talent although John Rahm is currently the number one player in the world you can't really focus too much on that I just think the the U.S. team is way too stacked they're way too young they're way too fresh it's way too it, it's too much of a new vibe that I do not um foresee them losing uh at whistling well, it certainly is an influx of youth here with the U.S. side. Eight of its 12 golfers are in the 20s. And how about this stat from Justin Ray? Career Ryder Cup points won. Sergio Garcia, 25 and a half. The entire U.S. team combined, 25 and a half. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. And I think it's a good thing, too, that we're playing on the state side 
in this edition with all this youth and we have so much power off the tee. And I keep saying we, I'm obviously talking about the American side because that's going to be critical at Whistling Straits. This could be stretched close to 8,000 yards. And so when you have the likes of Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson on this team, Tony Finau, Xander Schauffele is low key long. These guys are strokes gained off the tee magicians. And then kind of going off of that, it puts you in such a good position when you pair up the good iron players with those good off the tee players, as far as foursomes are concerned, alternate shots. So I think Steve Stricker is really licking his chops, just pondering how these pairings are going to go. And then meanwhile, with the European team, it's like Lee Westwood and Bern Wiesberger and Tyrrell Hatton. These guys really aren't all that long off the tee Poulter as well. So he needs to, he being Padraig Harrington has to sort of strategize a little bit better. I would think and pair up these guys and really drill down on the data in terms of putting these pairings in the best position possible to take down the U S look, I think it's going to have to be a situation where Rory and Rom are going to have to carry this load a little bit. And, you know, Victor Hovland as a rookie is going to have to carry the load a bit too off the tee. So distance is a big time storyline for me as well. And I think that sort of leads me into this man, Bryson DeChambeau. (laughs) And what do we do with him? Does he play the maximum amount of matches at the Ryder cup, Bridget, or do you think he's more of just a four ball and a singles guy? Like alternate shot is going to be really difficult for him. I think maybe not for him, but the opponent or the uh, partner. I think he's going to want to play as much as possible. So I I see uh, it going that route. Um, And I also think that Bryson is seasoned to play the most possible, right? Like he's the guy who after, you know, a major championship round, you see him out there practicing into the wee hours of the night. I think that this is a guy who who just loves to be constantly uh, in motion. I think he's like frenetic. That's his vibe. Um, So I I see him being a a huge, I mean, unless, you know, there's like an abysmal match and then sure, like going to sit him out. But I see, I think we're going to see a lot of Bryson especially yeah sure his length yeah like let's Huge. let's say it yeah let's let's call call a spade a spade this this golf course um it if you hit it far you definitely have a different approach to the green than if you lay up like that's just and i mean that's like every course but this course specifically i think there's a myriad of angles that's the way it's designed um that it is an advantage I think he's going to be a really difficult out in the singles matches. I just think he has such an advantage. If you look at the data, it's so amazing. It's just green across the board, every single tournament in terms of strokes gained off the tee. I mean, he just doesn't lose strokes off the tee. It's amazing. So obviously distance is a big reason why. So you mentioned the talent differential and I think it's pretty darn clear. And that's why the U S side is, a favorite right now, minus 175 at bet online as we stand in terms of lifting the trophy all the way through, getting it done. Um, so, like, what exactly is the argument for the European team? Certainly, you can go off of history, seven straight. Certainly, you can right. go off of experience. But in terms of the X's and O's, like, 
it's not even close. I'm sorry, Tommy Fleetwood did not play well on the PGA Tour this past year, at least by Fleetwood standards. Lee Westwood had two runners up in March, and that was it in terms of performance on the PGA Tour. Bern Wiesberger does not do very well on the PGA Tour. Ian Poulter played some good golf toward the end of the season. Sergio Garcia obviously won last fall, really good off the tee. But it's like when you really just compare uh, the European side to the U.S. side, it's not even close. And so you have to wonder if this has the potential to be a blowout. I don't think that's going to be the case, but it's certainly worth pondering. Yeah, I mean, Burnt Beastburger was playing so well in 2019. It is a shame that um, this wasn't held last year. And I think he would have uh, kind of been set up for better success. I, I have heard that he's getting a, a little bit of the teasing just because he's so far down in the official world golf ranking. But hey, he made the team. He made the team outright. So uh, I think that it's hard because he doesn't play on the PGA Tour. Obviously, there's no guy on the U.S. team who's in that situation. Um, and, and yeah, like you said, Tommy Fleetwood really hasn't played well. There's a few players that really haven't played well, but there is, there's a lot of experience. Like Lee Westwood has played for seven winning Ryder cup teams. The American roster has a combined to play for three. <laughs> so like, True. yeah, that's like a little wild. Right. Um, and I, I do think that the Europeans, they, and we are on foreign soil. So like, that's, that's a hurdle. Right. Um, but I do think that and I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to wish I ate my words. I do think that they take stock in this a little more. And, and I'm going to, I'll harp on Brooks Kepka. I'll just use him as my out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he said it, he said it, you know, like he, his job is not a team job. He doesn't play on a team for a living. His focus is not on team events. And then um, I'm going to go to Ian Poulter. I think he lives. I think he he wakes up in the morning to make sure that he makes a Ryder Cup team if it's a Ryder Cup year. Like, I, I honestly think the difference is that drastic. I, it's apples and spaceships if you want to compare those two players. And sure, I'm, I'm taking the postman. Like, you're the European Ryder Cup team incarnate concurrently is Ian Poulter and, and Brooks Kepka is really the uh, opposite of that, mm -hmm. but, but they're both on the teams, right? And the teams aren't that large. If you make a Ryder cup team, if you, if you're a Ryder cup player, now Ian Poulter is a Ryder cup stalwart. I'm just talking about if you're a player, take Bert Wiesberger. He made the Ryder cup team for history. You, you are known as you played on a Ryder cup. Like it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. So when you when these there's not a lot of players and you kind of have that dynamic on each side i'm not saying that brooks is going to like overshadow the the us um mentality or uh inspiration or or whatever you want to call it um but i do think there's a lot of that i do think that also the usa is is kind of like an every man for himself sort of country right More like individual yeah yeah, we don't really band together on many things. <laughs> you can look at our political sector if you need uh, more more literature data yeah. to support that. Um, but I do think that, and this is where I'm falling on the European side, I think that they have a couple players that really are going to lead this team. And I think it is the Jordan Spieth. I think it is Justin Thomas. I even think it is Colin Morikawa a little bit just because of, of what he's done in such a short amount of time. I like those guys. Um, 
I really like the relationship that Xander and Patrick Cantley have. I think that there's a, I like Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. I like the relationship that they have. So I think there's more of that, right? There's more like individualized camaraderie than I do see on the European side. So while I think that Team USA is a little more split, I think that concurrently, they are also a little more banded together, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does make sense. And I totally forgot about the Brooks Kepka comments that he made to Golf Digest. And maybe we can kind of harp on that a little bit because I always struggle when I get really authentic quotes. Because on the one hand, I love seeing those things because especially on the PGA Tour, you get the really vanilla answers and blah, blah, blah. So it's so refreshing when you see someone really just voice their opinion. We've talked about this with Rory McIlroy as far as the Olympics were concerned, right? And so there's one side. The other side is like, okay, how does this help? Like, are people sort of like giving Brooks Kepka a weird look now in the locker room after he said that? And I'm not a big Paul Azinger guy either. But he kind of made sense when he was like, look, if Brooks doesn't want to do this, he should bow out. So I guess the ultimate question is, does he want to do this? Is he all in as to the degree of Patrick Cantley, Xander Shoffley, Jordan Spieth? I don't know. Like, it really is interesting to think about, like, is everybody's motivation on the U.S. side equal? And I think that's probably impossible because we're just all so different, like, as humans. But... I guess, how far away is Brooks in terms of the motivation as compared to a Spieth and a Justin Thomas? It's worthy of consideration and perhaps a little bit of concern in terms of the U.S. chances this week. So the one thing I do think that overwhelmingly on the PGA Tour, this whole Brooks-Bryson feud, I don't don't know the right moniker, it (laughs) has... I think it has perturbed players a little bit. So I think that Brooks has put a sour taste in a couple of players' mouth, like pre those comments about the Ryder Cup. I do, I will never take this away from Brooks. I think when there's a task at hand and there's something he wants to accomplish, he does it. And I do think he wants to win. I do think he wants to get the job done. So I do think his motivation is high. Where I see the divergence is I don't know if it means that much that he gets the job done. I think he wants to get the job done, but Jordan Spieth has a painting of himself hitting a first tee shot at a Ryder Cup in his home. Hmm. So like the investment level is clearly not matched. And that's okay, because at the end of the day, I do think they both want to get the job done. But no, I think that there are a myriad of players Jordan Spieth being number one, who clearly um, takes stock in not only being able to play on another Ryder Cup, because let's, I mean, let's be honest, if, if this was conducted when it was supposed to last year, Jordan wouldn't have made the team. I mean, maybe he would have been a captain's pick, but it's highly doubtful Yeah. Um, just where the state of his game was. And also Jordan is the type of player that I don't think he would have wanted to be picked just because it's like, oh, Jordan Spieth, like he has to be on the team. He probably would have been like, that's embarrassing. Like I'm not playing well enough. Like, please don't pick me because that's who Jordan is. So there's just something about Brooks to me that maybe doesn't resonate with others. And I, Xander won the gold medal for the United States. I think that he is also very invested in, uh, you know, playing for his country. People who went over, 
to play the Olympics. I think it's clear as day. They take a lot of pride in it. So I do not think those, those individuals have to be questioned at all. Um, but I, I do think it causes a little bit of concern just for, just for morale to know that he made those statements. Because let's be honest, all of those players, every single one of them on both the European side and the United States side, they all play for themselves week to week. That is not like a secret. You don't need to unearth that. We all know that. So to harp on that and to come out with that is a little strange. It's just, and it does probably put a bad taste in people's mouths. I'm sort of thinking back to my golf days in high school, varsity golf, which was a team thing, obviously. But like when I played, I was thinking about my own score. And then afterward, I'd be like, okay, how are we doing? So it is an interesting sort of dynamic now that I think about it from my own perspective and what I went through as a golfer in high school. So yeah. Golf I mean, is, yeah, that is a really actually good example because think about how Brooks got to the PGA tour versus the majority of the other guys on the team. Mm-hmm. Nobody really did the challenge tour route. No, all of these guys, I'm not saying like they were all, they all had like, you know, the silver spoon, but like, I mean, Jordan Spieth. He was like freaking the next Tiger Woods. I'm just going to say it. So maybe that, maybe, I don't, you know what? (laughs) Maybe I just discovered really what is at the center of of Brooks's dismay. Maybe it's just that he had to kind of cut his teeth a little more than a lot of the other players who are uh, presently in the mix and sort of at the top of conversations. Who knows? A little more battle tested, shall we say. Sure. Speaking of him, Brooks. This whole Bryson thing, Captain Stricker saying it's a non-issue. What say you, Bridget? Any concern there? No, zero zero concern. And zero concern because I think that both Bryson and Brooks can, for one week, I think they could figure it out. They're grown-ups. They're adults. (laughs) I I do both see them wanting to win and not wanting to have – they both oddly seem like people who want to be the center of attention but hate admitting that they want to be. So I think they're a lot more similar than they are different, which I think they both should come together and realize that. Um, I, I do not see it being an issue. I, I agree with the captain. You can actually bet at Bet Online whether Brooks and Bryson are going to get paired up. I'm pretty confident that's not going to happen. But No, they're in different pods. The pods were released. They're not going to get paired. Oh, they are in different pods? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, they're in different pods. There you go then. All right. Well, before we get to our betting cards for this week, want to give a shout out to our friends at Play Action Pools. You'll be able to get in on the action with, of course, our playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everybody. Weekly prizes. Sign up for our contest at playactionpools.com and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games for college football and the NFL combined. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. So go ahead and join us, playactionpools.com, and sign up for the contest Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Football Pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest this year, of course, go to playactionpools.com today and get that done. They have so many options and fun ways to play so certainly check them out a new company out there and they're doing a good job so we thank them for being a sponsor on the show let's get to the betting cards for the Ryder cup but first real quick the fortinet championship last week bridget you hit on two bets i hit on one 
My hit was Harold Varno the third getting a top 20. That was plus 150. I put 10 bucks on that. So I won 15 bucks. Go me. You Bridget had HB3 for a top 10, which obviously pays out better. And you had Willie Z for a top 20. You won 70 bucks on Harold and you won 24 on Willie. So that puts you at $94. So you only lost six bucks. That's pretty good. I lost $85. See, this is actually good practice to just to <laughs> sort of understand like how much money you can actually lose when you bet on golf, because man, it is hard, but pretty good week for you, all things considered. Yeah, I sort of had, you know, a little tip off. I think Harold Varner's in good form. I might put him in my card in a coming week as well. I think he's got to win soon. We'll see what happens yeah. with him. I think he's close. I agree. All right, let's uh, go with you first for the Ryder Cup. So many options. So I think we're really spreading the wealth with our money this week, and yes. as one should. Yeah, so I'll just start off by I think the USA is going to win, and I'm giving them the, the one to three points. So that's, uh, that's 20 bucks is going down on there. Now, I'm just putting this out there because I'll be remiss if I don't. I'm not going to bet on it because I need to allocate my funds properly. I do, however, think the winning score is going to be 15 to 13. Okay. All right. Cool. You want me to hit you with another one? We're going, are we going full me? Yeah, let's go full, full you and then I'll do right. full me. All right. Love it. So again, we talked about singles. I think that you win the cup in singles. So day three singles winner, I'm going 20 bucks for USA. That's actually a really good bet. That's a smart move. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it it'll pay off. Um, <laughs> if, if it, if it wins. Okay. Let's do a, let's do a little DeChambeau versus Kepka player props. So most points won. I'm going with DeChambeau. I'm going to put 10 bucks. I just think he's going to pull, pull it out better than Kepka. Also, I'm, I'm banking on this because I, I don't know if Kepka's in the right um, state to play as much as I think Bryson is. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. I'm not. I, I think he's fine. Totally think he's fine. But I do think that he, um, if there is a possibility for him to not play and someone else play, and then I don't see that being Bryson's issue. I like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just think he has such an advantage off the tee this week. And obviously Brooks is very good off the tee too, but we talked about motivation a little bit. We talked about where Brooks's head is at in particular. He also has been dealing with some injuries. So yeah, that's a good. Well, he hit the, he hit the root and he had to withdraw with the, the wrist um, yes. again, his wrist. So yeah. And I think he's fine, but yes, agree with you. Also, Bryson has uh, has the it factor with with his length. Um, so this one, I'm putting five bucks on just because I'm feeling it. There's not really a, a lot of backing going on here, but I think Paul Casey's going to get over two two point two and a half points. Um, so I'm gonna I'm putting five bucks down on that. This was just like a vibe feel. I think that Paul is an amazing putter. And I really do think that the Ryder cup comes down to putting. Um, and as the saying goes, drive for show, putt for dough, even though it is whistling straights, I do think that your putting is going to be integral to winning matches. And I'm, I'm just confident on, on this, this style course really is a European style. I think it harkens to Ireland more than, uh, anywhere here in the States, a lot of water. Um, I, I just see that I see Paul Casey playing well here. So I'm putting, putting a little uh, sprinkle bet on him. Yeah, good ball striker, but also low-key, really good off the tee as well. He could be like yep. the third most valuable player on that team after Rory and Rom. So I'm with you. Yeah, for sure. And I think that he's playing well recently. And he's great on the PGA Tour. Like, 
some some of um some of the older gents that we have on the european side it's like okay i understand why they make sense for the Ryder cup and sure sergio is informed currently um but you know like if you're going to compare ian Poulter to Paul Casey, it's like clearly Ian's on there because it's a Ryder Cup. Paul Casey mm -hmm. is on this team because of his merit. Um, he, he's been playing well on the tour. All right, my next one is top European. He's a rookie. So this is, uh, you know, this is, this is a little out there, but um, again, rookie in the sense of his first Ryder Cup appearance. I'm going Victor Hovland. I see him as a guy who's just going to go lights out this week. And he has shown up on the stage, on the American stage. We all know Victor. Everyone loves Victor. If you don't love Victor, I don't know, maybe you have to like assess something in your You hate smiling, life. obviously. Yeah, ex exactly. You hate a, a good time. You hate a fun guy. Um, Kawhi Leonard. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going Victor. Top your pan. I'm putting 10 bucks down on that. Okay. I love that. I mean, plus 600, I yep. could have a pretty good payout there. We'll see what happens. I mean, there are a lot of rookies on the American side. There's a lot of reason to believe they're going to play well. There's certainly re reason to believe that Victor Hovland is going to play well this week too. So. I like it. All right. So this is a little diverging since I just uh, labeled Victor as my top European and he's a rookie. I'm giving Bernd Wiesberger the shout out. I think that everyone giving him a hard time is going to be eating crow. So I'm going with him as my, um, my, my Euro rookie. I'm putting five bucks down on that. It's, it's plus five fifty. So again, it's just, you know, good value. Okay. All right. I'm not as high on Bernd Wiesberger <laughs> as you, but uh, certainly you got the vibes for him. So why not five bucks? We'll see what happens. Yeah. He's my, I, I like calling I'm just like peppering it in. Let me put five dollars down sure. so that I can make that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move to the the US, the US side. Top, top US player, Xander Shoffley. I just love him being the gold medalist. Uh, you know, one for the United States. I'm putting 20 bucks down on him. I see him playing really well. Also in the match play format, I just see him again. He's a great putter. I think that that's integral. He hits it straight, which is integral here. You could get in trouble if you don't hit it straight. Um, so going with Xander for my, my top us player. Yeah. He could be a dark horse this week. Great driver, great putter, as you mentioned, and just kind of that grinder who performs on the big stage. I mean, majors Olympics, it doesn't matter. WGC. So I love it. This next one, uh, shout out to golf channel. Cause they gave me a little more insight into why I'm picking him as my us rookie. He's also my wild card, but I'm going to put the bet down on uh, rookie and that's Harris English. I'm going to, I'm going to give him 10 bucks. Uh, golf channel did a piece during live from about his caddy Harris's mm. caddy who he won twice with this past season. Like let's not forget Harris, um, won twice, which is more than a lot of other players do in their lifetime. Um, his caddy actually caddied for Anthony Kim. And this is going to be his caddy's third Ryder Cup appearance. His caddy like went to jail. There was this whole story. It was uh, Mark Kalkavecchia was his uh, player at the time, like visited him in jail. Um, I think it was a cocaine charge, but just a really intriguing story. And I think that having a caddy like that when you're a rookie who's not a rookie, like this is his caddy's third time making yeah. his appearance. Um, I think that that bodes well for Harris, who I also think has a lot of confidence just riding up off his success uh, this season. That's a classic like human interest story that Golf Channel will do sometimes, right? During these long weeks of coverage. That's pretty cool. I like that. 
Yeah. And I love those little nuggets. As you know, I'm like super into the personal stories. I like to get attached to players. So this kind of made me a little more invested in Harris English's success this week. So I not only am putting 10 bucks on him, I want to see him be the rookie uh, who has the most success. Okay. So that's your card. You're going with the USA to win the Ryder Cup this year. I am with you. I am with you on that. I am betting on the U.S. to win. And I'm also separately betting on them to win by one to three points. So USA to win minus 175. Bridget, I am putting $70 into that. I'm just going all in on the Americans. I see no reason why they should be losing this aside from them shooting themselves in the foot. So I'm just like full on confidence with that one. And then winning by one to three points, I think is probably the most likely scenario because we can write off the Europeans all we want, but they still have that chemistry, that vibe, the history at the Ryder Cup the last seven times. So I think it'll be close, but $10 on one to three points there. Obviously not a hot take, Bridget. I'm going with the U.S. Not a hot take. Cam's trying to make up his money deficit, everyone. Yes, that's obviously. What, that's, <laughs> that's what's going on here. I'm just trying to have fun. Cam is, you know, Cam's the serious one. That's I'm the, the competitor. Uh, the, <laughs> that's the two sides of this coin. <laughs> okay, so you talked about how important the singles matches are. The data also points to how important day one is. And if you don't win day one, a lot of times it's hard to come back. So I have the USA leading after day one, minus 110. So that's even money there, five bucks on that. So, I mean, it just makes sense to me. I'm not going to win a lot back if I get that right. But, you know, I'm just going to go there. And then I'll get more specific here with some players. I am very much on board with Rory McIlroy this week as top European point scorer, plus 500, $5 on that. Uh, five appearances at the Ryder Cup, 11, nine, and four in his history. Whistling Straits, I think, is a fantastic fit for his driving game, for his iron game. And we know he can get hot with the putter if he wants to. So I'm a little bit concerned about that missed cut at the Fortinet Championship last week for John Rahm. He was battling an illness. I'm sure he's fine this week, but something to sort of monitor there. But I think Rory is truly going to be the MVP of that side. Okay, I like that. I think Rory shows up in the Ryder Cup. I actually am not putting money down on this, but I do think Europe will lead after day one. And I'm going to hearken to the Curtis Cup this year, which Team USA, don't call it a comeback. My goodness, did they make a, they staged a huge comeback. um, And it was awesome to see. So I don't know. I'm a little, I, I have a little difference of opinion. I think that maybe being down after day one, could you could sort of rally and then sort of up the ante for the, the following couple of days. So I'm not putting money down on it, but I did have that. I thought Europe would be leading by a point after day one, just didn't have enough money for it. You know? Gotcha. All right. We'll keep uh, that one posted. We'll see what happens there. Top European rookie Shane Lowry plus 175. Guess what? I have all of $2 on this one, ladies and gentlemen. I really had to uh, stretch <laughs> things deep. here because I have 70 bucks on one bet. But look, I'm looking at the scrappy players here for the Ryder Cup, the grinders, the good putters, pretty solid off the tee as well. I feel like Shane Lowry also has this Irish sort of motivation. Patrick Harrington, an Irishman. Shane Lowry was a captain's pick. 
maybe that gives him some sort of edge to prove himself out there at whistling straight. So top European rookie, I'm going with Shane Lowry. I'm not too concerned about Wiesberger, but I think maybe Victor Hovland could have something to say about this, but we'll see. I'll go with Shane Lowry on that one. Top European rookie. I like it. I'm, I'm all for it. It's two bucks, Kim. It's two bucks. You, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like who cares? Top <laughs> overall point scorer. I feel like I don't have to explain this man to you, Bridget. Justin Thomas, 10 to one to get it done. Six bucks on him. He was 4-1-0 in 2018. I think he is trending in the right direction after a really solid FedEx Cup playoffs. He was an automatic qualifier, obviously. He's starting to find it again. I mean, there was concern for a bit after the Players' Championship. He was in a bit of a lull, but he started to find that iron game. And it really is interesting to see how well he played the last time he competed at the Ryder Cup. So I am so in on Justin Thomas to be the top overall point scorer because here's the other thing. You have to factor in who is going to get the max amount of matches. And I know for sure Justin Thomas will. He will not sit on the bench at all, ever. Yeah, I love that. I think that Justin Thomas shows up in these team events. I think that we see almost, we see a side of him that that kind of rarely comes out. It came out at the players, but it was very late uh, Mm -hmm. on Sunday when it came out. It obviously came out when he won the PGA Championship, but it's a side of him that I feel like is always on display. Like, I mean, think about him and Tiger at the President's Cup. Like, how awesome was that? That just, and so here's the thing. It's funny because Tiger, I don't know if, he always had that impassioned feeling. And I do think that being paired with Justin up Tiger's impassionment and sure Tiger was the captain. So that also added to it. But I think that Justin has that ability to um, sort of impassion his playing partner. And that's, that's integral uh, to, to obviously success at, at a Ryder Cup. Could be a pretty healthy payout too there at 10 to one. So we'll see what happens with Justin Thomas. Let's talk about top USA rookie, Going with a good driver of the ball, somebody who performed well at the majors, the WGCs. He won a match play not too long ago. Am I right about that? No, that was Billy Horschel. He played well at the match play. Scotty Scheffler, $2 (laughs) on him. Yeah, plus 450 there. And just for the reasons that I have described, big game hunter, loves that grinded out sort of match play mentality. So why not? I like Scotty Scheffler as top USA rookie. Okay, so this is a little funny. I love Scotty. I I think I've expressed on here multiple times. He has one of my favorite swings, especially to see it in person. It's just different. Mm -hmm. I think that he's going to be a little swallowed by the enormity of the Ryder Cup, more so than I see like a Harris English getting swallowed up. I do think that Scotty maybe is going to be a little more affected. Um, So, you know, put the bet down, but uh, (laughs) I I don't foresee foresee it. (laughs) So I think that... I'm not even going to make a lot of money this week if I get a lot of the bets right. Because hold on, like I'm going to calculate this live on air. All right. So if the USA wins, what is the payout? So the odds are minus 175, right? Yep. So if I put 70 bucks on that, I'm using the action network right now. I would only win 40 bucks. It's not like I'm breaking the bank right now. Um, So anyway, it's kind of funny to just think about. But if I nail the Justin Thomas thing, right? So let's say- And US wins. Right. So I put six bucks on JT, right? 1,000, I would win 60 bucks. So yeah, 
I mean, it could be a good day, good week. We'll see what happens, but there you have it. Ryder Cup this week. Any uh, final thoughts? I'm excited. I've been waiting for it for a long time. I wish I was out there. Um, I'm going to be on a shoot this weekend, so unfortunately, uh, didn't even it wasn't even the realm of possibility to get out there. But just being at a Ryder Cup is so different than any other tour event. Uh, I, I mean, like tenfold, I, even a major. Like I, I've been to multiple majors now. It's just uh, different. So all the people who are on site enjoy it. Uh, I'll be enjoying it from home. I really didn't watch a lot of the Fortinet last last week. I, I kind of was blown away that Max Homa took the victory. Yeah, where did that come uh, from? <laughs> Like, like, so oddly enough, I was on a flight and I was scrolling um, when we landed because my flight didn't have internet, like something was amiss. But we landed, I started scrolling and I, I just like breezed by the creative graphic that was, you know, saying that Max Homa won because it just didn't even look like a victory graphic. And I thought it was like just an ad or something and scrolled by it, didn't even think anything of it. It wasn't until like an hour later that I was like really immersed in like social trying to like yeah. you know look something up and I was like wait he won <laughs> I was like he, he wasn't even on my radar um but he, I did obviously see the you know the post round highlights he hold out he played excellently well on that final day so it shout out to Max I love Max Homa he's one of my favorite um players to hear from I, I think that you can't really actually get to know a player unless they're asked those personal questions. And clearly because Max Homa has kind of teed himself up to be someone who wants to be asked personal questions. I think it's really bode well for him because people get to know him. Um, like, and, and on the flip side, Patrick Cantlay, he really isn't asked those personal questions. So people are right. like, he's, is he a robot? I'm not sure. I don't really know other than, you know, yeah, I hit fairways. I made putts. And it's like, okay, well, that's all the, the press asks him so big fan of Max Homa shout out to him for the victory um and you know not surprising he's now he's a three-time PJ Tour winner uh, I think it's great I just did a little case study here Twitter followers for Patrick Cantlay and Max Homa Cantlay <laughs> 21,000 Homa nearly 300,000 and I wouldn't say they're both like the biggest household names on the PGA tour from a casual fan standpoint. So it's interesting that if you put in the effort to be like that conversationalist on the Twitter sphere and, you know, really let people into your life, you can get a following. So it's cool. Absolutely. And I think that that's going to be more integral as time goes on, especially with where the PGA tour is going. So I do like uh, getting that little insight that we did after Cantley won the FedEx cup. I hope there's more to come. Absolutely. It's going to be a fun week of golf folks. Enjoy the Ryder cup this week, back on the PGA tour next week. Thank you to bet online and play action pools for Bridget Whalen. I am Cam Rogers. We'll talk to you next week. Go USA team. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.